Hey there, I'm your host, Sarah Lorenzini, a rapid response nurse and educator who loves telling stories to teach critical thinking. This podcast is for nurses who want the knowledge, skills, and confidence to respond to any emergency. With almost 20 years of experience in the ER and critical care nursing and a master's degree in nursing education, I have a lot of stories to share, and I love to nerd out and break down the pathophysiology, pharmacology, and nurses' role in emergencies. Stories bring learning to life. It is way easier to learn from and remember the stories that my colleagues and mentors have told me than anything I've read in a textbook. And that is why I made this podcast. Every episode is packed full of exactly what you need to know to handle whatever crisis that could arise on your shift. It's one thing to get the right answer on the test, but knowing how to detect when your patient is declining and what to do when your patient is crashing is what will make or break your day and might just save your patient's life. So welcome back to the Rapid Response Run Podcast. This episode is going to be very different than any episode I've done before. Me and about a third of my team just got back from NTI, which is the American Association of Critical Care Nurses yearly national conference. It was so awesome. And I just wanted to share some of the awesomeness with you all. Every night after our day full of learning and fun, we would come back to my hotel room and then just kind of debrief about our day. And so this podcast episode is going to be a compilation of our first three nights there, what our takeaways were, what we saw, what we experienced, what we learned. So if you want to just imagine all four of us sitting around scrunched together with my luggage in the center and a microphone propped on top of it all trying to just kind of process what we saw. It was such a beautiful experience. So let's jump right in. All right, guys. Well, we had an awesome first day, a pre-conference of NTI. So for this episode, I wanted to do is each night, just like recap how awesome our day was, what we learned, what our takeaways are, and how are we better nurses. But before we get started, can we just go around and introduce ourselves, <laughs> who you are, how you know me, and then what is your role in nursing? So Walker, I'll let you start. Absolutely. I'm Walker. I work as a rapper response nurse with Shadow Boss, rapper response RN uh, Sarah, and absolutely love my job. Cool. And what are you looking forward to about this conference? Learning about things that make me uncomfortable. I like to challenge myself and be challenged in an uncomfortable setting. So whatever way makes me the best so I can impact my patients. I love it. All right. Elizabeth? My name is Elizabeth. I work with Sarah and these wonderful people. I'm also going to school for nurse practitioner. And I'm looking forward to seeing these wonderful people's reactions. <laughs> this is my third NTI and I just love it so much. It rekindles your love for nursing. Yeah. And continues your love for nursing in a whole nother way and networking. How about you, Ashley? So I'm Ashley. I have been with the Rapid Response team, what, two years? Yeah. Are we at two years now? Yep. Two years. <laughs> it's been that long. It's been it's like that long. Half, I want to say. Sure. I have never been to any conference or work event or anything outside of family time. So this is all a whole new ballgame for Yay. me. So I am excited for everything. Anything and everything. And yeah. That's Everything awesome. NTI has to offer. That's awesome. Well, I am Sarah, also known as the Rapid Response RN, which is also like my job title at the hospital. I am excited about NTI because I love being around other nurses who are excited to be nurses and excited to learn and grow and become better for our patients. 
excited to learn some new stuff. I'm excited to meet new people. I'm excited to be challenged. I'm equally excited and nervous about the critical hair challenge we're doing on Tuesday, <laughs> but I'm, I'm ready for it. So what I wanted to talk about for this little intro for the episode is what do you do today? What was awesome? What did you learn from it? And how is it going to make you a better nurse? So who wants to go first? I would love to go first. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, take it away. So today I had the opportunity to intubate a patient. I got to place a chest tube, place an IO. Oh, the needle, needle decompression. decompression. Crike. And crike. then you got to crike. So let me just interrupt right here. <laughs> what Elizabeth did not say is that our first day we had a pre-conference session, which was a cadaver lab. So when she was talking about all these skills she got to do, it was on a cadaver. It was a really cool experience. If you can just imagine, we walked into a room covered in plastic, like Dexter, and then there's eight bodies on tables all around the room with a very experienced nurse practitioner, our paramedic, like these amazing people kind of guiding the tour of the cadaver. And we got to go through and look at the heart and the lungs and I mean, there's so much to see inside of a human body and then actually practice some of the critical care skills that we see as a bedside nurse, but don't usually perform just to get a better understanding of how it actually works. It was a really good experience. You'll hear more about it in a second. I just want to let you know, we weren't doing this on living patients at NTI. It was a educational learning cadaver lab. Okay, back to it. And it's going to make me a better nurse, not because I'm going to nurse practitioner school, be a critical care nurse practitioner, but it helped me see the other side. And I just felt like all my pieces connected. Like if you were making a puzzle and it was the last piece and you said, oh, now I see the whole picture. Mm. And we got to ask some interesting questions. I never knew why looking for a cuff leak when you're extubating a patient was a good thing. Mm -hmm. So I had, it was a great place to ask. Mm -hmm. And then we got to see what a cuff leak was mm -hmm. on the cadaver. Yeah, it was an extraordinary experience. That's awesome. How about you, Walker? Absolutely. So I was in the same group as Elizabeth, so got to do all the same things. Crike, needle decompression, trach, intubation, IOs, chest tubes. That stuff's really cool. I'm one of the guys that haven't went nor decided to go for my master's. And just even being in those four hours has altered my whole thought process of what I want to even do with my whole career. Like it's made me want to pursue further education. Like this whole yeah. NTI, I'm so excited to take away what I can possibly do to make a positive impact for the world. So like those four hours did a wonders for me, like where I can actually bring back to my hospital and make a difference. Yeah. That's, what, that's really what I got. Awesome. How about you, Ashley? That, we did the cadaver lab. Side note, we set up Sarah's poster presentation, which took some time. <laughs> How many nurses does it take to set up a poster presentation? Four. Literally four. Four. Four nurses. Four and six push pins. Six pins, four nurses takes to set up a poster presentation. But the cadaver lab, the cadaver lab was fascinating. And so like things so simple as like seeing the size of the aorta when how big it is and then you put things together like well when you have a patient with a dissecting aorta you're like well that's why they lose all the blood that they lose because it's gigantic it's amazing mm -hmm. putting the book with the anatomy the other thing that we took away from our group is we actually talked covid 
And we were all nurses from different parts of the U.S. So I think we had a nurse from North New York. New York. From New York. She was up, up there working like in the trenches. Another Florida nurse we had. So it was just interesting hearing everybody's stories, which were all hard. It, it makes you realize how difficult of a time COVID was, but that camaraderie is, was there of this was hard and we made it through it and now we need to be better for the next generation. So they don't go through what we went through. They don't suffer the way we did. So that was a big deal. That was really, that came home. That hit home hard. So you guys are all like sitting around a cadaver learning stuff while also talking through some of like the... Most traumatizing like, traumatizing stories of our, <laughs> of our career. Yeah. yeah. And everybody was on this. It wasn't like, oh, well, my hospital did this. And my hospital did that. And we did this practice. It was all, this was hard. And it was horrible. And we came together. And now we're moving forward. So just shows, shows the strength in nursing. The resilience. The resilience. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Wow. Well, it's hard to um, follow that one up. But yeah, the cadaver lab was super cool. I think there's a lot of things that you kind of know in theory. Like I've seen pictures, obviously, of anatomy and like mold over it, studying stuff. But to actually see the right atrial appendage and be like, oh, well, no wonder it gets clots stuck in there. Look yeah. at that thing. That or nice. like to see nice. the aorta. We actually, I went around and saw and touched all the different cadavers in the room. because They all had different diagnoses and medical history and comorbidities and whatnot. Our patient had a very healthy aorta and it was like smooth and shiny. Mm. And then there's another patient that I went, I say patient, cadaver, excuse me, it's actually not my patient. Another cadaver that I went and felt and his aorta was like hard and calcified and mm. had little like nodules, almost felt like rocks inside of it. I'm like, oh, I can see why that would impede flow a little bit. And maybe I can see how things would kind of fleck off and head to the brain. Like it was, you could physically feel them. Yeah. It, I mean, and again, I know all this stuff in theory, but to actually feel it in a cadaver, it really kind of drives it home. And like, like you were saying, to think about how big the aorta is, if a patient has a tear in it, how little time you have mm -hmm. to fix that and how we really have to be like on top of it. We also saw PEEP. Like PEEP we ventilated cool. the patient without PEEP. PEEP. We're like, okay, those lungs are pretty cool. And then we added the PEEP valve. We're like, oh my gosh, the lungs are huge. huge Look how much difference. recruitment we got yeah. with that PEEP valve. And again, I know this in theory, but to see it, I'm like, oh man, I am going to make sure we have a PEEP valve every single time. What a difference it makes with like alveolar recruitment. So yeah, that was really cool. But again, I think like you, Ashley, what I appreciate overall was just the conversations we had as we were going through this. You know, in our little group, there was a nurse practitioner, there was a flight nurse, there was the ICU educator, there was a trauma ICU nurse, there was a military ICU nurse. Like there were some really awesome nurses all gathered around for the sake of like, let's learn more and grow professionally so we can be better as a profession, but also like for our patients. So I really enjoyed that a lot. Of course, cadavers are cool. But it's not just the cool aspect that keeps us coming back to the bedside every day. It's the patients, right? And so it was good. I know it's going to make me a better nurse to have seen that, to relate that to my practice. Are there any other big, like, takeaways from today or stuff that you'll take with you moving forward? The Philly cheesesteaks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to change you forever, Walker. Really <laughs> <changing. laughs> 
You know, people talk about these sandwiches here, man, but they really are life changing. <laughs> it's definitely been good food and good company for sure. For sure. All right, guys. Well, this was just the pre-conference. We only had four hours of NTI today. And so we still have three whole days ahead of us. So I look forward to experiencing tomorrow with you guys and then debriefing tomorrow night in our hotel room. All right. Till next time. Till next time. All right. So that was day one. Well, technically, it was pre conference, so like day zero. Then day one of NTI for us started at 7 a.m., and we didn't get back from the evening dinner event until like 9.30 at night. And so this was like 10.30 that we finally hit record. So after a long day uh, and being utterly exhausted, it was still good to debrief about what all we took away from the first day of NTI. So here we go. So we just finished day one of NTI. It was so awesome from the super session to all the other breakout sessions we went to. I took away a lot, but I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys took away for today. So, so let's start with you, Elizabeth. So at the super session, I took away the importance of mentorship. I gave myself a moment to thank my mentors, past and present, Sarah's my mentor now from my DNP. It's, I just want to stress the importance of mentorship. We had the critical care adventure, which was really interesting because we talked about diagnostic reasoning and the scientific method and going over HPI, so how the provider looks at the interview with the patient. And they said between 70 to 90% of the patient's diagnosis can be evaluated from the patient's interview. And I thought that was huge. Beyond the physical assessment, beyond all the labs and the CT and the MRI, it can just be from the interview. So I really appreciated that. How about you, Ashley? What were your big takeaways from your sessions? And That super session, considering it's my first time ever at NTI, that was a lot. But the message that they brought home, I was on the verge of tears at one point because they kept talking about the mentorship and the importance of it. And I wasn't mentored as a baby nurse. I basically had to figure it out myself. I feel like had this whole focus on mentorship been around as a baby nurse, who knows what kind of nurse I would, I would have been like an even stronger nurse. And that's what I strive to give back, you know, in my current role is, is that mentorship, that support, that, that no question's a dumb question, that we just continue this supportive atmosphere. So that's, that was great seeing that live in the super session. I think my biggest takeaway was I did an EKG class. I know all the major stuff in reading an EKG, but this class focused more on the subtle EKG changes that if you don't address them or if you miss them, they can lead to a patient decline. So I learned about Wellens syndrome and Takasubo syndrome and how if you look at the EKG, they both look exactly the same with deeply inverted T waves. And it's not until you get the patient to cath lab where you can actually differentiate what's going on because Wellens syndrome is a warning sign for critical stenosis of your LAD, whereas Takasubo, you won't have any kind of stenosis. So things like that were really interesting, which just gave me another in-depth perspective of 
a part of nursing that I don't feel I'm particularly strong at. So it was really interesting going to the EKG class. How about you, Walker? Man, there's a lot. I agree with everything that Ashley and Elizabeth have said about mentorship and all of the super session was. It's all like I agree 100% with it. But from a educational standpoint, from the classes that have been taking, one thing that I've seen that's been a consistency is artificial intelligence in the nursing practice and in medicine itself. From being in a sepsis class, having artificial intelligence being incorporated in the sepsis protocol or taking VR and looking in and teaching your new students about how the sepsis cascade can actually happen, talking about macrophages, neutrophils, bacteria, talking about how it actually all happens and looking inside a blood vessel like you're actually in there, to having an ultrasound probe that actually tells you how to properly place and learn how to look at a, a pulmonary ultrasound. Like, that kind of stuff is so cool, and I'm ready to embrace that technology. And with the education that I learned today, now I can actually do a attempt to do a pulmonary ultrasound. Definitely will need a lot of practice. But <laughs> the pulmonary ultrasound can help determine how many further differentiate what kind of diagnosis this patient might potentially have between pneumothorax, between being fluid overloaded, between having pneumonia, atelectasis, and um, further issues like that. I suggest all critical care nurses that have the ability or have the resources really do um, some research and learn about pulmonary ultrasounds because it is a game changer. It's just fun to be around my colleagues, my personal colleagues at my own hospital, but watching all these people do it. Elizabeth got to meet, I don't remember what her name was. Brenda. Uh, Brenda. <laughs> but she got to meet the lady that created the CAM score. Like, that to me is so cool. <laughs> like, that's really, like, I've been do, using a CAM score ever since I've been a, a brand new nurse. And Elizabeth got to have a conversation with the person that created it. It's really awesome. It is. So I, the sessions I went to were awesome today. I went to one critical care adventure, which was like the perfect session for someone wired like me because they basically laid out how to assess a patient and then three different like critical care case studies and kind of like evolved. The story opened up as you went on. Like the patient has this, 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 and this. What would you guys want to do? Okay, let's, if you did this, this is what you find. If you order this, this is what you find. And every one of them, they kind of led you to believe it's one thing. And then as the case evolved, like, oh, no, actually, it's not this. It's actually this. But like the Sherlock Holmes investigator nerd in me just loved these scenarios because that's exactly what we do as rapid response nurses. I'm really any nurse, but as rapid response, we're like, the patient's crashing. What is wrong with them? And how can we get to the bottom of it? I just, I love that session so much. And then the ultrasound one was super cool. Honestly, a lot of it is still over my head, but now I'm like, oh, but it's not that far out of reach. I can grasp this information. It's just a new language that I have to learn. And I'm, I'm so ready to, to, to dive into it. But definitely for me, the best part was the super session. And I'll be honest, I thought it was just going to be like, you know, like DJ and hype and lights and like, uh, okay, like I, I can go to that, but it's not like my favorite thing. No, the super session today was so moving. It was so inspiring. 
the part that brought me to tears and we're trying not to cry whenever we're talking about it now was they were doing the awards, which you're like, okay, an award ceremony. No, it was so beautiful. They presented awards to nurses who have just given their career, their lives to fighting for better patient outcomes. Like Brenda, who that you talked about, who developed the ABCDF protocol and the CAMICU scoring system. I mean, I can't even imagine how many hours she put into the research and just ruling over the numbers and like looking at, I mean, there's so much work that goes into that, but now she did it. And now we can apply this to our practice and it's probably saved so, so many patients or Dallas, who's done so much work to advocate for transgender youth, to advocate for health equality and gender informed healthcare. That spoke so much to me. Nurses that are, I mean, they're, they are elderly, but they still have so much like fire in them because they have spent so many years advocating for marginalized people and trying to get research behind caring for people who no one else really thinks about how to care for people who are victims of gunshot wounds. But this woman, this is her whole career. And they had pictures of her whenever she was younger, like speaking on podiums and doing research. And then to see her now on the stage with the cane, but she still had that same like oomph to fight for what's right. It was very, very moving to think about all the nurses that have gone before us and laid the foundation for all that we're going to do in the future. So it was, I loved the super session. And then our AACN president, her talk about starting now, and there's still so much hope for the nursing profession that even though there's a lot wrong with nursing right now, there's a lot of opportunity for improvement and things that we have to fix that hope is not lost. We still have fight in us. There's still things we can do to make our profession better and to make patient care better. That was really awesome. The, the mentorship piece for sure. Yeah, the super session had me in tears, but in a good way. I'm, I'm really grateful just to be like in a room full of people who all want the same thing. It was very, very inspiring. So we are off to a great start, guys. This is a really good, a really good first day. And of course, hanging out with you guys was awesome. Looking forward to it tomorrow. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We got this. <laughs> oh, yes. We, we got, got this. this. <laughs> we got this. Thank you, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. Well, that's a wrap for day one. We have to dive right into day two. But I want to say first, we are joined by another person, another Sarah, to be exact. We added someone to make a team of five for the critical care challenge. We competed and it was a blast. And we're like, you know what? How about you come back with us to the hotel and we can debrief together. So let's dive right in. All right, guys. So today was awesome. We had such a good time. The super session was just as good as the first one. We got to compete in the Critical Care Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, with our new bestie, introducing Sarah from ICU Nurse. Thank you. Um, she was our Hi, teammate everybody. for our Critical Care <laughs> Challenge. So how about, who wants to go first? Talk about what was good about today, what was inspiring, what's your favorite part, what's your takeaways? Everyone's looking at Ashley. You can't see this, but everyone's okay, looking at Ashley. So I'll go first. I'm actually going to start with the super session because we got to meet Amy Wambach, mm -hmm. two-time Olympic gold medalist for our U.S. soccer team. USA. She is such a beautiful human being. Everything about her just screamed just empowering, and she brought us... I think I have this idea of, like, if you are the best in your field, you have this 
you end up being very cocky and like, well, I'm carrying you, so you have to love me. And she is the exact opposite. She knows she has this skill and she empowers her entire team and supports her entire team, even though she has this amazing skill. It was just absolutely amazing super session. I think it's my favorite so far. She was great to listen to. I think we're going to rename our group chat Wolfpack. Yes. For her. <laughs> because it was just so good. But again, that whole feeling of empowering and mentorship and part of being a leader isn't just barking orders, but but being there with your team and supporting those um, whose time it is to shine. And, and it's just just a beautiful message. That was my big takeaway. That was my favorite part of today. She was my favorite. What was the one thing she said about like, when you're scoring, awesome. But when someone else is about to score, like you set them up, you cheer them on, you come alongside and you make it happen. Yeah. And she said it like there were many instances where she would not score the goal, even though she had this amazing skill. Mm -hmm. She would not score the goal and her teammates would score the goal. And still the support and the love and the, the empowerment was all there. I think that's huge. Just wonderful. Beautiful human being. Absolutely beautiful. And I was curious to see how they're going to relate the soccer to nursing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, man, she nailed it eloquently. I mean, our score, our goal is the patient gets better. Or the patient has dignity in their death. Or when the patient has to go home to their family. I mean, that is a huge win. And so as nurses to shoot for that to like make those game plays to make that happen, whatever it takes, you know, like yeah. we train, we train, we train, whatever it takes to make that. And then when someone else does it, to be like, yes, look what you did for our patients. Yes. But yeah, the whole like mentorship theme of this whole week has been really awesome, really empowering, especially in a season where a lot of the newer nurses we didn't get as nurtured and mentored in their mm -hmm. onboarding and they're welcome to nursing. We really got to rise up now, starting now, <laughs> yeah. and make sure that we're, you know, caring for those new nurses and supporting them. She even made it, she even made a great point that I tell my own kids. I, I tell my own kids, you can't be friends with everyone, but you still must be kind. Respectful. You still must be respectful. Yep. You're not going to be friends with everyone. And she said that. She said you're not going to like everyone you're with, everyone mm -hmm. in your team, but you will be respectful of every human being that's a part of your team. And that's huge. That is absolutely huge. Because on the field, the plays suffer. Correct. The and in the ICU, the patients suffer. suffer. And that's, that's what we don't want. It's the same vision, right? It's the same it's vision. The same it's the vision. Same if you don't like the people, the goal is the same. Correct. And so you have to remember the goal. But something I also really appreciated of her is she talked about failure mm -hmm. and how yes. she didn't let failure paralyze her from moving forward, but she used it to energize her to continue to do self-reflection and say, what can I improve upon? Take a hard look at myself, be in the uncomfortable, and then move forward to be able to grow and be better. Which is huge in this post-COVID yes. nursing yes. that we have suffered so much and we've seen so much loss and we can still move forward. Mm -hmm. That it's not the breaking point. If anything, it's what brings us together mm -hmm. to keep moving forward. 
Yeah. 100%. Great start. Yeah. <laughs> Great start. It was really, really good. Agreed. How about you, Sarah? What are the takeaways from today? So, you know, I saw Barbara a few times today. Mm-hmm. She was our sunrise session, and I saw her a few times during the Expo Ed. Real quick, for those of you that don't know, Barbara Clean is one of my favorite nursing educators. She's like one of the greatest of all time, critical care nursing educators. And so for me and for Sarah, who are both educators, it was kind of a big fangirl moment to get to see one of our heroes up on stage speaking. So when I interject that, when we say Barbara, it's of course Barbara McLean. And one thing that she kept continuing to come back on was how you communicate can really impact your power of what happens with your providers. And I know that many of us have probably worked with providers before and they're not hearing us. And she really drives the fact of like, speak like you know the stuff that you know because you do and owning that power. And that's a theme that has also been present through NTI as well as stepping into your power. And I think for me, it made me realize, number one, bedside nurses have so much power within themselves to really dictate the outcomes of our patients. And how can we utilize that and in, in communicate effectively with providers when we want to advocate for them? Mm-hmm. So it may not be, you know, hey, I just don't feel good about this. Well, why don't you feel good about this and talk on their level? Mm-hmm. Because we can. Right. And I think sometimes we forget that we can. Yeah. Like we are also very, very intelligent and we know what we're doing. And sometimes they need that, but we're also advocating for what the goal is, is the outcome of the patient and what we need to do. So I think that's something that I want to take back, as well as just continuing to progress with understanding hemodynamics. I think that was a huge discussion that I think collectively could continue to progress on is hemodynamics and really understanding volume control with our patients and resuscitation. So that was a big factor. And just seeing her speak is always inspiring. I know. As an educator, I'm like, oh, she's so... Hashtag goals. Yeah, yeah so she really is. She's great. Yeah. How about you, Walker? Man, so this is uh, actually my last day in NTI. I have to fly back <laughs> tomorrow. I have a lot to take back from today, yesterday, and Sunday. This whole trip in itself has been so moving in my nursing profession just in three days. I've learned so much clinically that I can take back. I've learned connections, friendships that I can carry for a lifetime. But specifically to today, it's the simplest thing. And I was just talking about this on the way back from dinner. But talking about oral care with patients that are on buyback, I didn't think it was possible. Really didn't think it was possible. But the fact that there is a product out there that allows you to provide care to a patient to increase patient satisfaction, increase patient care, and actually patient survival, that's what was empowering to me. Because like it's as simple as brushing their teeth. Without the recruitment. Without (laughs) the recruitment. I mean, seeing all the products, and guys, when I tell you, you walk into this place it is overwhelming it is like sam's club but like twelve thousand, <laughs> and it is all the nerdiest nerds of nerds that you've ever seen and all the coolest cools and gizmos you've ever seen but 
I just ha- so happened to be walking by this booth. Luckily, I did. And this product can help save so many lives. And there's so many products out there like that. Um, like Ashley and Sarah were stating, the super session was so moving to me. NTI, if you guys are willing or have questions, reach out to Sarah, the rapid response RN, and go do it. I'm telling you, it is worth it. It will change your life. Mm-hmm. I did want to hear your thoughts on sepsis. You met the two sepsis gurus. First of all, a big aspect of NTI is not what you plan. Like, yes, there's sessions, but like the random people you meet while you're sitting in line for food or while you're waiting for the session to start or while you're, you know, whatever. The two ladies sitting in front of us this morning are like <laughs> the most amazing sepsis researchers. And Walker, also known as Walker Sepsis Ranger, <laughs> was all nerding out with them talking about their research and what they've done and evidence-based protocols. Any takeaways from that, Walker? So I appreciate Elizabeth's introducing me to them, but I didn't even know it was possible that some facilities in this country have a sepsis protocol that is similar to a chest pain protocol where you have a nurse driven protocol to initiate fluids, lab draws, blood cultures, and just making sure that those things are actually ordered in an appropriate time when the patient meets sepsis criteria. Because it is such a barrier whenever you have providers or physicians or practitioners, whoever it may be, that don't have the most up-to-date evidence-based practice. We can increase patient survival. This particular protocol that these two amazing women were describing to me, they decreased mortality by 10% in their hospital. So the sheer fact that we can just make a nurse-driven protocol just by me just sitting behind two incredible nurses that have devoted their lives to this particular subject. And I just so happened to be able to talk to them. Like I said, NTI is incredible. The connections you get to meet are endless. I mean, Barbara McLean, Nicole Kupchik. I mean, NTI is definitely worth it. I am a lifer now forever. NTI <laughs> <laughs> lifer. How about you, Elizabeth? So I'd like to echo everyone, what everyone said, but also I'd like to highlight my main takeaway from the whole event, the whole week, was mentorship and the importance of it. My main takeaway was creating a safe space for others. I was really focused on that because we have the next generation of nurses and we want to be able to teach to them the best way they're going to learn. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to learn the best way I could, how I could teach them. It was extraordinary. Yeah, I agree, Elizabeth. That was definitely has been the overarching theme to me. I mean, maybe they had different intentions when they built MTI, but I was like, to me, the takeaway is there are problems. Yes, we know there's problems with staffing. We know there's problems with retention. We know there's problems with so many problems in nursing. But starting now, what do we have control over? We have control over how we are mentoring not just the next generation of nurses, but also like the ones we work alongside. You know, how can we work together as a team? How can we build each other up? How can we support each other to do what's best for our patients? How can we utilize new technology and be game changers when it comes to implementing evidence-based practice to the bedside? So how can we come alongside each other and say like, yeah, let's, let's support each other. Let's do this right. Let's fix nursing because it's such a rewarding profession. We make such a difference in healthcare. Let's step up our game and stop 
complaining about how hard it is. It is hard. So let's make a difference. It's hurting now. We got this. We got, we got yeah. this. We got this. <laughs> and you it all comes to stepping into our power, yeah, right? Yeah, like that's what it really yeah. comes down to. All of us individually, whether you're new or whether you're seasoned and spicy, it doesn't matter. Like we all have so much value to add, regardless of how much tenure you have in this career. Like our voice is meaningful and use it. Yeah. It's hard, but that's what makes it worthwhile. That's right. Everything that's hard is worthwhile. Yeah. Like if you're going to do a hard workout, if you're going to study for a hard exam, it's worth it. I think COVID's come up a lot this session. Yeah. Um, not to focus on the negative, but um, what was that word that she's uh, uh, tragic? Yeah, tragic. Tragic yeah. <laughs> is now going to be like the it word. Yeah. But there's so much like COVID was awful. We can all agree how horrible and how emotionally, physically, it was so draining on the nursing profession. And yet I have this belief that like there comes a point where you break and it's time to put yourself back together in a new way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what COVID did to nursing. It shifted the focus. It showed us that we are stronger together. And even when it comes to mentorship and support, there's this belief for the longest time when, in my 14 years that, well, you just got to suck it up. We just got to be a nurse. We just got to keep going. You know, you got to do it on your own. Well, you missed it. And it's not. It's a group effort. It's an interdisciplinary team. It's together as a unit. We reach Beacon Awards, you know. And I feel like that trauma that we all hold from COVID helped bring us all together mm -hmm. and empowered us yeah. and reminded us that, yes, we have a voice and yes, we are here to serve. and Yes, we're here to care for our patients. That came up a lot during this for me. Not just in the session, session, but in the conversations afterwards and in between. Yeah. And, yeah. It's been actually really, really bonding to talk about nurses yeah. all over the country. Experience exactly what we experienced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, we're not alone. Yeah, we aren't the only it's ones. Healing. It's, it's healing in a way, you know what I mean? I, I mean, the reality is that nobody really knows it until you're in it, mm -hmm. and there is beauty in that to be able to say, Hey, I actually do see you, and I get it, and I'm with you in it, and let's do this together because we can. You know, I had a unique experience with you guys because you guys are a team. You all know each other, you work together, and I'm the adopted ICU backup rat nurse. <laughs> but, you know, like that was such a unique experience to that and being like, hey, you know what, we're all here for the same purpose in our little critical care, you know, situation that we had, uh, being like, hey, this is what we're here for, let's all work together. You know, I came in not knowing y'all, but there's so much beauty in the power of like, What's the purpose? Yeah. We're here for this patient. We all know what we're doing. Let's all stay in our power and do what we need to do for the person. Yeah. And we did it. We did it. Did it. And we're going to the final. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, guys. It's been a great day. Any round of closing thoughts before I turn the microphone off? No. All right. Thanks, guys. Just some sleep. We get there tomorrow. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. Well, that was it. We did have one more day after the one we just recorded, but then we all had to catch our flights and get home. So there's no more recordings of the team after this. 
But um, we did go into the finals. We got second place in the Critical Care Challenge, in case you were wondering. It was so much fun. Definitely going to try to get next year for that first place title, but I'm pretty happy with second place. As far as the overall takeaways, I think you kind of got the gist of it. The theme was starting now, like starting now, what can we do as a nursing profession to empower each other, to build up this profession as a whole, to serve our patients better, just to change the dynamic of nursing, because there is a lot that we're working against right now, so many challenges that we're that we have to overcome. But I'm up for a challenge. I'm always up for a challenge. And so I think that was the big takeaway. The theme for next year, I'm looking forward to how they're going to like run with that. But it is rising together, which I think is such a beautiful phrase. I cannot wait for NTI 2024. So if you're on the fence about coming to NTI this year, guess what? It's not too late to do NTI virtual, which is the 12th or the 14th of June. So just around the corner. Again, the virtual was awesome. I did it last year, but in person is just so much better because of what you heard from us, the camaraderie and the beauty of being alongside other nurses who know what you're going through, know what you've experienced. But the virtual, man, it's definitely the best bang for your buck to get educational nuggets and to see what's up and coming in critical care nursing. I mean, there's so much to learn from NTI virtual. So again, it's not too late to sign up. And if you're unable to make it this year, I hope to see you all at NTI 2024 in Denver.